Hey everybody, it's episode 445 of PodQuest. Hey! It is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. I am Chris, with me is Druton. Hello. And Walnut. Yeah, for now. Oh yeah, I mean, look, you could drop that at any moment. Probably. Probably will. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I mean, look, the odds are low, but anything is possible. Anything this is possible. This is true. I mean, I uh, might not even be here right now. This could just be the ghost of me talking, um, and I'm not here. Well, let's hope else. the ghost of you is more interesting. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can go through walls. Can you? I don't know. I'm. I don't. I. I can't go through my computer screen right now, so I'm not a ghost. But that's the thing. Like, we don't know for sure that ghosts can go through things. That's an assumption. I mean, you're right. You're totally right. It's a bug, not a feature. Like, if ghosts could go through walls, why do they stay in the one house? Like- well, so I mean, the, the theory there is that they are tethered to that location. They can go anywhere in that location, but, like, their soul is anchored to it. Um, there's a show on CBS right now called Ghost. Um, I think it's based on a British show, but it's basically that. It's, there's this, like, mansion in, like, upstate New York that this couple inherited, and it is infested with ghosts that have died there over, a, over like, a, a thousand years. Um, like, I think the oldest ghost is either... A Native American or a Viking. Okay. Um, and it's just like, like, there's a Native American, a Viking, um, a revolutionary, like, um, uh, officer. Uh-huh. Um, a late 1800s, like, countess sort of, sort of person. Um, a, like, 1960s, 70s hippie. A, um, an early 80s, um, nerdy scoutmaster. Um, a turn of the, um 21st century um like wall street bro and in their basement are a bunch of um like leper patients basically like at some point in the early part of the century it was used as like a leper colony or cholera or something some sort of like disease some Um, when they used to go you're sick you go hide over here until you die yeah and then there's like an outhouse on the property that have like some of the British revolutionary soldiers. Um, but the the whole thing is like, they're all stuck on the property, um, but not able to leave it. So like, if they're like in a car, like they can be in a car, but as soon as that car hits like the property line, they just get forcibly ejected from it. And there was even a girl that was just on it that um she died in a car, like in a, in a bad car accident. So she was tethered to that car. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, she was only happy when, like, the car was, like, traveling places because she at least got to, like, see things still. Makes sense. But what happens when you tear something down? I think they're still, like, they're still on the land because the, the house isn't what's haunted or isn't what, like, they're tethered to. It's the property. So, like, the, the Viking and the Indian died long before the house was there. And I think even with the Revolutionary War folks, like, the house wasn't there. And a lot of them happened to just die, like, on the property one way or another. Um, they didn't, like, the, the scoutmaster, he got shot through the neck with an arrow during, like, archery. Um, uh, so, also, time out. What fucking fatal car accident happens that that car wasn't totaled and destroyed? Like, <laughs> to be, to have someone be tethered to a specific car. So, like I think that the um the woman was actually thrown from the car and either into that car or um was still close enough when she died cuz she, she has a big piece of glass sticking out of her her head. Okay. 
So I'm assuming like she and like that she was drunk, like they admitted to. Um, so I'm thinking like no seatbelt, like like flung from the vehicle sort of thing. Where like had she been wearing a seatbelt, she would have been fine, and the car ended up being fine in the long run. I don't know. That Drew's right. Like man, it's un- a comedy. Unless, unless she it's went a comedy through, guys. like the other car's windshield or whatever. Like I, it just that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, no. Because, like, all, it, all suspension of disbelief is gone now. There's no way stuck to that. That car is not totaled. <laughs> look, I, I've, I've seen non-fatal car accidents that weren't, that weren't really that bad total a car just because all the airbags went off. Like, so this is like, it's not an old car, but it's an old enough car that I feel like the airbags probably weren't a thing. But to going this to go the speed you need to go to not be buckled in and to be thrown from your car and to hit something you got to be going fast. I mean, and I don't remember exactly how it was it was laid out. She could have been flung from her car into another car. Maybe. Like these th- these ghosts all die in weird ways. Yeah. Like the the um the Wall Street bro has no pants. Do do oh. the ghosts die in weird in weird ways or do they both die? In weird ways? Well, they're they're people. You know what I mean. <laughs> And like, like the Viking, his adult son, who he hadn't seen since he was a child, came to America to look for him, um, and then died in the the plot of land next door. So like, they didn't even know that like there were ghosts next door to each other. But that that then raises another question: a ghost is, as you said, they are they are uh, tied to that spot that they died. Then why are they beholden to the government lining of a? parcel of land ownage you know that's a good question and yeah who, like what what who's, decides the boundary that they can and you go? know what, who's to say that like i could not tell you for certain that the spot that they get ejected from a car if they try to leave is actually their property line because it's one of those like giant mansion like they have tons of land um and there's definitely like a long driveway beyond where that like the ghosts usually get ejected from it mm-hmm. but they've gone to show that like there are ghosts everywhere. Um, like the the whole thing is like the 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 main woman. Um, she she fell down the stairs in the house and was in like a coma for like a few weeks. And because she had like a near death experience, um, she can see and communicate with the ghost now. But her husband can't, so he just accepts that they're there. Um, it it's actually very funny. Um, like the whole dynamic. Um. But so, like, everywhere she goes now, like, they occasionally will do episodes in, like, places not on their, at their house. And, like, there will inevitably be, like, a ghost somewhere else. Yeah. Like, like, I think her mom died in a diner. So, like, she went to that diner and her mom happened to be there. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. If I remember correctly, like, she was hoping for that because she had had a bad relationship with her and figured that was a chance to try and, like, redeem it. Mm Mm-hmm. Makes sense. the show has that whole like if you um it's got like the Casper thing if um if you don't have unfinished business like it seems to let them move on to heaven or hell mm-hmm. so I think two two people have moved on upward and one person has been sucked underground so <laughs> you said it's a make comedy? with that what you will yeah I might have to check it out ABC yeah, it, would be on I believe it's maybe. CBS CBS then it probably won't be on on anything on it. Um, Paramount Plus. Yeah, actually, you know what? It's probably on Paramount if it's on anything. And uh, I find. Yeah, so it's Ghosts with an S at the end. Um, and yeah, the first two seasons do appear to be on Paramount Plus. Yep. Then I'll have to I'll have to check it out. Oh, that's right. And there there's like a like a 1920s like jazz singer. Forgot about her. It's not it's not a bad show for like a like a silly sitcom. 
I'll have to check it out. I've been looking for new silly shows to watch. I'm in my in the middle of my only surprisingly only second rewatch uh of um or second watch through, not really rewatch, but second watch through of uh Superstore. I've been trying to find new like sitcoms to have on on the background and like when I'm trying to just veg out and disassociate basically. And so like at Superstore, I that's a, actually a pretty funny show. So, put that on. You should um check out Extraordinary on Hulu. Extraordinary? Yeah. I've I've seen it. I it, it's it there's a lot of stuff on the list. I don't really have a lot of time. I haven't had a lot of time to watch shows on because I've been super He doesn't have a lot of time, but he's rewatching a show. But but that's uh, I'm not but that's like it's 10 11 o'clock at night and I'm falling asleep and it's on until well, I'm stop ready falling to go asleep to bed. at 10 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> Look who's talking. I mean, you're the one that doesn't like to go to sleep. Mister, I go to bed at 9 because I'm a baby. I go to bed at 10, thank you very much. Wow, you grew up and got a later bedtime. No, it's been 10 o'clock for years. Where have you been? Could have swore you used to go to bed like 9, 9.30. No. No, I just know that I'm going to be tired if I don't go to sleep, so I go to sleep. Like a fucking adult. I, I don't go to sleep. Not. You, you literally got on here earlier yawning, man. Yeah, <laughs> lie to because us. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sick, kind of. And it causes you know, yawning and uh, and all, exhaustion. All, all all of your acid issues makes sense. Why you've been so um so argumentative on Discord this week? I I look I I haven't <laughs> been argumentative. Those have been good conversations. Though. Like man, you've been you've been fucking attacking everybody. I'm That's it's not right. an attack. I'm just <laughs> I'm responding to a, a an opinion that I don't agree with. I like I'm I, not attacking. I'm not I'm not calling people out saying they're fucking wrong and bullshit or anything like that. I'm just saying I don't agree with you. Yeah, and that's that's attacking, right, Drew? Yep. No, no, <laughs> no. Look, I'm not I'm not cursing people out. We're actually having a intellectual conversation about this uh about things and it's it's what we it's don't been... see is Richie's at home literally slamming his keyboard against no. his desk. <laughs> no, literally I'm I'm because the way I do with every conversation, when people dis- when when we disagree, I actually sit there and I read and I I I process and I type it out. I'm not getting mad because this isn't like arguing with Eric or none of these were like arguing with Eric where he draw jo- like, you're fucking idiot bullshit like that. No, it's it's just straight up we disagree. It's a hundred percent disagreement. Like like and I don't think we're gonna change each other's minds, but that's fine because. It's a silly disagreement. It doesn't really change a, 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 our lives. Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, but what's on the agenda? Uh, so Drew got to uh, play his favorite game of all time. Um, NHL '94. Um, I was trying to on when I said um, that was me trying to think of a game that he hates, and I just ran a blank. So that's why I then started to say "Blood on the Clock Tower." Um, I finished Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, Cobb, you played some of uh, the, the Switch Online games, the 64 games and whatnot. Drew's been playing the uh, Wily Wars. Chris watched uh, Megan, or Me3Gan, or M3Gan, that's what it is, M3Gan. And uh, I got to see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum. These all sound factual. Yeah, Drew. it's a pretty, pretty loaded show. How did you how'd you do running a game of Blood on the Clock Tower? Like, 90% well. I f- kind of fucked up the ending. It didn't really matter in the long run. Like, so we had... My brother's been doing a board game night for a few weeks, and uh, I guess it was, like, the third or fourth one, and it, it's been progressively getting more people 
and there were wound up being 13 people there last night, including Jesus. me. So it was a 12-player game of Blood on the Clock Tower for my first ever game as a storyteller. Um, got down to seven players alive when the Slayer accurately used their Slayer shot on the demon, and I said the game was over, but I forgot that the l- one living minion was the Scarlet Woman, and there were still more than five players alive. So I was like, wait, no, game's not over. But everyone was already sus on the minion anyway. Like, literally, they were debating which of the two players, the minion or the demon, that they were going to have the Slayer shoot. And they were probably going to vote to execute the other one anyway. So so like, you ruined the game is what I'm hearing. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it went really well. Uh, I, for a certain, was going to run a game where my brother... If he got a townsfolk character, I was making him the drunk, which he did, so I did, and it worked exactly how the drunk should work, and fucked up information, and it got Sarah executed when she claimed to be the role she actually was, but I had shown my brother, who was the washerwoman, so he got to know one uh, townsfolk at the beginning, that one of the two neighbors... one of actually the demon and the mi- one of the minions was the soldier, and he was my brother was like, no, 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 she's not the soldier. I know who the soldier is, and it's definitely not her. <laughs> and so, and uh, uh, you know, it was a bunch of people like mixed groups of friends of people who some didn't know each other at all before this, and everyone seemed to enjoy it. Apparently, people were texting my brother this morning like that was a lot of fun. Hope we get to play again. Blah 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 blah. So. Nice. Nice. How long did it end up taking like, for that many people? Uh, I want to say we. it was probably like an hour and a half. Um, but I also probably let the first few days go a little longer than I should have. And then uh, definitely want to control the like nomination phase a little more. There wound up being a lot of over-talking while like, trying to get votes running. So that many people is hard to corral too. Yeah, but so the next time it'll be like at the very beginning it'll be like okay this is how we're gonna run the the voting it's gonna be uh, you can all talk whatever at the very beginning of everyone getting back to town square but then the second someone says I nominate someone else everyone shut the fuck up person the nominator can talk. The person nominated will then defend. I'll give you like 30 seconds for other information, tops, and then we'll vote and then continue. That seems, yeah, that, that, that seems like the right way to do that, especially if you have a group that big again. Yeah. And, you know, it'll go faster as like, I get more familiar with running the game and knowing where to have put everything in, in the grimoire at the beginning and as everyone's more used to their roles and doesn't have to ask questions about okay well what does this mean what does that mean so true yeah it's funny um i think it was just yesterday on like one of the discords i'm in somebody started posting like asking if anyone would be interested in playing that <laughs> it's so good like i was worried no one was going to like talk and i was gonna have to be like Y'all are allowed to tell each other things. Like, say whatever the hell you want. It's not like you're breaking the game by saying anything. Because nobody knows for sure what you're saying is real. 
but my brother one and two of his friends were incredibly vocal on that you know i feel the more that people are talking the more it engages everyone else whether or not yeah, they want to talk but that's definitely the true but like within reason because like if like two people are doing all of the talking that can also like or if they're doing too much talking i should say yeah it can make other people be like oh well they're just talking all the time so they seem to like have a grasp on this i'm just gonna let them figure it out yeah because people are stupid <laughs> did you know most of these people or were they just like all your brother's friends um well it was mainly all my brother's friends and then my wife and our, uh, me and my wife's one friend, Kristen, but one of the friends, uh, the one dude, Nick, I've known for a long while. The other friend, Andrew, plays in the football board game league, and I've known him for a long while. Then uh, his one friend, Anna, has been at the different board game nights, so I've known her. But then, And then, actually, there was my cousin and her boyfriend, so, like, there was only, like, four or five, like four people i had not really met before that so that probably helped like make the game go a little smoother then too like, yeah hey you know it wound up being like okay these people know each other so they kind of formed their little group of like okay well we already know each other in real life so we're gonna talk to you because i know you but like that's how that game just goes i feel anyway. i mean that, that's how society goes and these yeah. sort of games are really like just a play on society Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's how does a group of people react when presented with somebody is a bad guy? Yep. And the answer is finger pointing. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of finger pointing. And then lots of yelling. <laughs> yeah. So much yelling. And, like, really, in the long run, it's probably rich. <laughs> See, that's uh, that's one reason why I'm not a super big fan of those types of games, is because I'm usually out pretty But the, So that's the thing about Clock Tower, though, is you're never really out of the game. But, like, like they're... Like, like, if you get executed, you're are you still allowed to talk and debate and throw yeah. things around? And yep, uh, the, that's the whole thing the, with that game. There's only two things you no longer can do once you're dead: is your ability no longer works, and you can't you can't be the one that nominates someone. But you can still be like, "Hey, can someone nominate this person for me?" And I'll tell you why. <laughs> and like living person can go okay i nominate this other person you richie go ahead explain why you think and you're allowed to say everything you want to say yeah i i feel like i mean you played for an hour and a half and that you can't use your ability which is part of the game and you you, you do get some agency taken away from you it, it feels to me i'm not saying you do it does but like to me i'm just like i'm losing the gameplay a little bit because now all i get to do is vote really that's it but, but not but, every role gets an interesting ability either. Or consider uh, that there's games like Werewolf, where once you are dead, you are not uh, allowed to speak anymore, period. Like, oh, you are out. 100%. Like, like, that's, that's like, I was super into Werewolf when I first played it, and then I got it. And we played it a handful of times, and, like, I started trying to make up my own house rules. Because I felt bad that people, after they were out, could no longer play. And it's like, well, tell you we'd about be playing for 30 minutes... <laughs> Or more, and people are just sitting there being quiet, and I'm just like, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like agreed. an average game of Clock Tower probably is not 90 minutes either. But the fact that you had a group of 13, yeah. and it was your first time running the game, mm -hmm. that like it's going to take a little bit longer than normal. Yeah. But I also feel 12 is a very optimal number of people to play a game like that with, because then it does go 
a little bit longer. Like, yeah, it, I, from everything I've watched, like the games that seem the most enjoyable are between nine, eight, and like twelve players mm-hmm. plus the storyteller. Yeah, that's right, Rich. You don't like fun. We get it. No, it's just I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not good at reading people. I'm not. And I'm not good at, like, trying to figure out sometimes when people are lying or not. And it's just, like, those little social deception things I'm not good at. Even, like, I love playing Among Us. But even with Among Us, it's like, are they telling the truth or not? Like, how do I divert uh, suspicion from me to somebody else? And then you end up getting in those groups where it's you're playing with the same ten people. And their general rule is this person always gets voted out first. And it's like, well, that kind of sucks. Like, why, though? Well, it's just what we do. Well, no, that's not how you should be playing this game. It's not how you do. It's There's a whole thing that you got to figure out. And so some aspects of, like, the social deception just, like, doesn't fully seem fun and interesting to me. Because I'm generally not good at it. I, I, I played Secret Hitler once a while back. And I only won as... I was... I only won as Hitler the one time because my minion was right after me, and I was able to stack the deck in, in that way. If she wasn't right after me, they knew who I was immediately, and I I did nothing different than what I normally do. I well, it was all those decals and stuff. Yeah, you just gave yourself uh, away. I, yeah, I probably goose stepped a little too much. Yeah. Also, like like when you're playing that game, like don't grow the mustache. <laughs> I, I shaved it down is what it was. Like, I shaved down the beard and everything <laughs> when I got the Hitler card. I was like, I gotta play the role. You're like, hold on, give me hold, give me ten minutes. Hold on, guys, let me go get the Charlie Chaplin going. And I ran and I shaved it all down and just got just got the little Charlie Chaplin stash. I will say, like, like I agree with you. Like, like some of those social games, like, I enjoy them a lot. But, like, they can be a bummer depending on, like, how long they go and, like, how early you're out, like... Avalon and Werewolf and all those, mm-hmm. but like Blood on the Clock Tower did like it has a different vibe just because it is un it is just a like like yeah just you're still part of the game like you still have all the information you had before um, yeah and like you're still hearing what other people are saying so like but you're also not potentially you know the drunk anymore where you're getting told bad information and you just don't realize it. Mm-hmm. Cause isn't that how that works? Where like, like the players don't generally know what their role is in a lot of cases. Well, or am I misremembering? That? No, or is it just the, certain ones don't know? I, I mean, I guess theoretically, the drunk is the only one that doesn't know that they are the role that they took out of the bag. I thought uh, somebody. I thought there were a few others that didn't really know. No, like they were just generic. No, uh, yeah, like all of. The, te- the all of the characters know what they are, with the exception of the drunk, who because their ability is that they think they are a townsfolk, which you know. So essentially, if you're playing a game with a drunk as the storyteller, you would put one too many townsfolk for how many ever are supposed to be in there, based on the number of players playing, and then you just go, "Well, I'm gonna replace this character with the drunk," and then you treat that person like they are whatever role they are for the rest of the game, but give them bullshit information. <laughs> okay. Or sometimes the right information, but that's for them to figure out. Yeah, that that's true, because like, you, you, you kind of give them whatever you want at that point. Mm-hmm. And I started to learn, or realize that, like, also as a storyteller, you kind of also want to be playing the game a little bit, 
with people and like as people are going having side conversations really go listen in on some of them to see who some people are thinking are sus or what roles people think are people are are or what roles people are bluffing as so that if like a poisoner poisons the undertaker at, and you go to show them the recently executed character you can lie about it like more to what the players are thinking okay you know to to back up thoughts that might be wrong or back up thoughts that are actually right and it's like okay yes this, you were thinking something the right way but you know like when sarah got executed if the undertaker was poisoned i 100 percent would have shown probably the demon and then them all have to be like wait but we executed the demon now where is it and... so was was sarah the demon no she was the soldier but oh, my boring. brother didn't think she was because of his be- his drunk information. Man, the boy needs to sober up. <laughs> um, anything else you want to say about Blood on the Clock Tower, though? Uh, no, but it looks like we'll be playing more, so I'm excited. So, Rich, how was the end of Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order? Let me tell you, the best Star Wars story in a long time. Dude, doesn't it get so much um better like like from like the Kashik point on? It like the game itself is really good. It's, it's such a but fun like the, game. the narrative. I mean, but like the narrative is just it's so interesting. It pulls you in. It's new. It's different. It's like it's everything is great about this because it's not fucking Skywalkers or anybody surrounding them except for the very end. But that doesn't count. And like it's just it, it it it's a nice refreshing story. Like I've always said that like when it comes to Star Wars, I want something that's not Jedi based. I want something that's not Skywalker based. And it really turns out that I just want something that's not Skywalker based. You can give me a good Jedi story as long as it's not about the fucking Skywalker. You should read the books. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. If I read the books, they're not canon anymore, so it doesn't matter. No, they 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 have all new canon. They have the they, High Republic stuff, hundreds of years before before the Skywalkers. Yeah, I, like, that's what I want. I want Star Wars without Skywalker. And this this whole story, like from beginning to end, where it like it's about it's about Cal and how he's basically dealing with uh, post Order sixty six. It starts five years after, but like you get to see some of his past life as like an, a Padawan trainee. Um, and you get to uncover some very good mystery. The, the, um, the, the, the acting, the character choices for all the, like, the, the actor choices and, and everything were all really good. They all have some really good characters. Um, the Night Sister was freaking awesome. I think she's one of the coolest characters to be introduced yeah, it's, in a Star Wars. It's a thing. shame, it's a shame that her hosts, like, kind of like, like, teaming up with you comes so late in the game. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I, yeah, I, I would have liked her to be around longer. I mean, she's going to be in Jedi Survivor, because after you beat it, you find... It's basically... Like, this game is basically... I, I was saying this one after as I was beating it. It felt like KOTOR. It felt like Knights of the Republic, where you're just putting together this ragtag team of just people trying to survive this galaxy now that the Empire has gone crazy... And like you're like you you have you have basically a Sith, you have a Jedi, you have uh someone who left the order or or cancel cut herself off from the order, and you have just uh, the pilot, 
and the fun robot companion. It, to me, feels like a very good collection of Star Wars characters that have good interactions with them. Yeah. And, like, the narrative does, act, like, it's got a very solid narrative to it. Like, the gameplay yes. is fun. It plays well. Um, unlocking, like, at a certain point, like, the first few times you have to unlock stuff to, like, get around is kind of annoying. Like, the first, like, two, two and a half planets I was not super into. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm pretty sure it was right around Kashik is where, like, the ge- like you, you have enough um, mobility stuff and abilities that, like, the game just kind of opens up to you it- and just everything becomes a little bit more fun. And the story also kind of kicks in a little bit harder. So, yeah, you don't get, like, your double jump until after you get to Kashyyyk the second time. And there are, and you don't get the rebreather and anything like that until the second time. So, like, it does take a while for the game to ramp up to be like, all right, now it's open to pretty much collect everything again. But, like, it all felt good with the exception of the sliding mechanic. Sliding sucked. It was... I never liked that mechanic in any game. But, like, this one, like, it felt like the controls were even worse than any other game I've ever experienced. And I ended up dying more from, or not dying, but getting more hurt from dying than I did from most enemies in that game. It was just, it was a bad mechanic. It was, because, and I don't really think it was also to do with the sliding. It was the camera delay of the slide. Because it would turn you around corners that are walled off, so you couldn't, prepare for the next thing until the camera finally catches up with you, that's what caused the issue. It wasn't as much, like, the slide itself. Like, the slide was bad, it had wonky controls, but, like, because the camera was so slow behind you, you couldn't prepare a lot of times. But, like, I loved, I got so excited when you got to, um, uh, Ilum, the, uh, the the second, or the, the, the planet with the kyber crystals, and, like, he got, like, now he's dual-wielding, and he's got two lightsabers and everything. And I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. And just, like, going around, even going around just to collect everything that's on every planet, collect all the secrets, collect all the chests, was interesting. Like, it was puzzle savvy in itself. And there were only a select few that, like, I like I had one of five of this area left to find. And I've been all over, and I couldn't find it, so I had to look it up again. Or I had to figure it, I had to look it up. There was there weren't many that I had to look up, but it's just like it it felt interesting trying to solve the puzzle of where everything was too. Like it wasn't just like I feel like I have to do this now. It was like oh well, there it the map show tells you how many of something is left in those regions, so it's easy to try to figure that out. Um, the whole story with uh, the second sister. Um, was, was awesome. I was bummed out that you don't quite, it, you, I don't believe you killed the ninth sister. I don't think so either. Like, you cut her arm off. But we all know, her... like, this is Star Wars. Like, cutting yeah. off limbs, no big deal. Yeah, you <laughs> cut her hand off, and, like, seemingly she fell, and I think she might have f- fallen into an explosion. I can't 100% remember. But, like, I'm like, man, this, this is kind of a bummer that you didn't get to kill her. Um... But you know what? Like, fucking Darth Vader fell into a pool of lava. He's still kicking. Yeah, yeah. It's, so, so, but, so it's like, yeah, it's, she'll be back for sure. Or she's in other stories. Um, there, there were a bunch of things I didn't realize. That luckily, I had somebody in my stream who was more knowledgeable. Uh, the, in, in Dathomir, they actually, they mention, um, that the, the Night Sister mentions that her, in, her entire people, were killed by a armored man with a lightsaber. And that's Grievous, which is actually shown in... Apparently, it's shown in the Clone Wars series. 
that whole battle and that whole like genocide of the people of Dathomir is shown in the Clone Wars series, uh, which I I didn't know. Yeah, I was yeah, like, I forgot about that. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's really cool. I'm gonna need to watch that. Um, yeah, because Ventress goes to Dathomir at one point too, and that's where they introduce um, Darth Maul's brother. Yeah. Well, that's where, um, like, you, everyone you fight in Dathomir are, like, Darth Maul's people. Like, they have the horns, or like, the, I don't know what those, what their race is, but. So, they, they are, so it's basically the, the females on Dathomir are, like, the, the Force Witches, or whatever they call them in New yeah. Canon. Um, and the males are Darth Maul. Yeah. Like, the, the, the sort of marbled body coloring yeah. with, like, the spikes. Yeah, so the females are the night sisters and the males are the night brothers is what they were calling them in the um, Yeah, that's all- they're basically like kept separate and like the night brothers are more of the like aggressive guards from kind of the what I got of it. Mm-hmm. And like the women rule the planet. Uh the other interesting fact which I didn't uh double check and I assume uh he was he was telling the truth or from what he heard and read uh apparently you do go to Starkiller Base in this game because the planet Ilum, where you get your Kyber Crystal, is what they turned into Starkiller Base. Oh, really? That's that's what uh, he said to me. I didn't look it up, but apparently that that's what they turned into Starkiller Base, which I was like, that's really cool as well. Um, and then having Saw Gerrera in 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 there was right. Yeah, was great. Yeah, I I that's that's who I was talking about when I said there there is a like movie character cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Kashik, and it's not who you thought it would be. Yeah. Um, and and it's just like I I was I was thinking Seer is was somebody different. I thought Seer was going to turn on me at the end of the game once I got the holocron and take. I it. thought that's where they're going to. Like I thought she was like especially especially when she grabs Trilla's blade and she's like, "No, we don't have. I'll have a Jedi with me." I was like, "Fuck you, Seer." And then she does the whole, like, you're now a Jedi Knight and not a Padawan. And I was like, oh, you motherfuckers. I thought she was, like, turning evil right there. Or not turning evil, but, like, revealing herself as to be evil. Um, and I was just like, it just, it was all really good. It blew me away. Um, the, the only bit that I was, like, I thought was a little, not cliche, but, like, given what they would do was, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't played it, this game's what five, six years old, whatever. Twenty nineteen. Uh, four, four, four-ish years old. Um, spoiler alert: They destroy the holocron that you are looking for because they don't want the Empire to find it to be able to find all the Force-sensitive kids, and the the Force will be the thing that brings them together to learn the Jedi Order again. I mean, I kind of saw it coming that the the holocron was going to be destroyed. Because it's like, obviously we know that between now, that after this, eventually Luke turns, Luke, 10 years, 10, 10, 12 years from now, Luke leaves Tatooine to go and find uh, Yoda and whatnot, and blah, blah, blah. So, like, we know the Jedi Order doesn't get reformed between now and then. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I, it actually make, makes me excited for the next one. I'm, I'm, it's not going to be... Uh, a day one release. It's going. I'm gonna wait until it's on sale, but I will definitely be getting it when it goes on sale, um, and playing it at some point. But that it was. It was so good. The combat is probably some of the best combat I've experienced in a game in a long. Like how yeah. how reactive the enemies are to your attacks, and how reactive you have to be. I spent 
the first 75% of the game forgetting that I can do a single-tap dodge and was doing double-tap dodges the entire time. And then once I started getting those perfect dodges, it felt even better. And then being able to, like, throw your lightsaber or use the different uh, abilities, I just wish not so much used your force force power. That's the only, like, back... The only, like downfall of the combat system was like if you're hitting triangle which is like your heavy attack just a single triangle where he does a downward slash uses force and so oh that's right i forgot about that yeah it's like that doesn't really make sense it's like a more powerful attack but like double triangle maybe throwing your lightsaber sure but like there are maybe have them cost less force or something i just felt like especially in big brawls when there was a lot of enemies i had to deal with i was always out of force and so like i just i feel like they needed that that's like really the biggest downfall uh the best fight in the game was the um the boss on dathomir um fuck what is his name i can't remember his name but he was he was the boss you fight before you get the uh the key to get the holocron um he had the best fight in the game it was so cool it was so like satisfying to fight him and it was just it was so fun i have i have actually i clipped or i have it marked on my stream yesterday because i want to turn that into something to post on the internet uh but jedi fallen order it's it's such such a good game it was so so fun like i i even started playing it on easy mode because i, I they do they do the they do story mode it's story night master grandmaster and normally in a Star Wars game, Master is the hard mode. Or, yeah, Master is hard, Knight is medium, Padawan is easy. But I figured yeah. they just took away Padawan and did Story, Knight, Master. Grandmaster, so easy, medium, hard, very hard. No, they it was, I started it at Knight, which is apparently the easy mode. Or just it was way too fucking easy for me. That, like, within, like, after the first session, I switched it to, to Master. And I kind so- I kind of want to give it a shot in Grandmaster because Grandmaster. I, I think Knight is te- is like is supposed to be normal mode, um, because that's what I played on, and it was a challenge for me. But I don't play Souls combat games, well, so I am very bad at like the larger combat sequences. And that's also the other thing, like the difficulty, um, is isn't quite. It, it does deal a little bit more damage, but it's more reaction timing. And so the harder the game is, the um the shorter reaction time for your parries and dodges are, the more aggressive the enemies are, and maybe a little bit like I think it was damage as well. I can't fully remember, but like it's not just it doesn't in- which is cool. It doesn't increase the amount of enemies. It doesn't increase the amount of health they have. It just literally makes them harder to fight. So yeah. like even I think even on night mode, it's it was still, it, I still had some difficulty on night mode, but it was just too easy for me. And the, yeah, like, I, the, I the, can get that. The combat itself isn't very. It's it's more how the world plays with like the um losing losing your experience and and stuff when you die. That's more the Soulsborne stuff. The combat itself isn't very Souls because when it comes to a Souls game, yes, you can parry. But, like, it's not very, it's not as reactive as this, as, as other games are. Like, you're not, the enemies in a Souls game aren't reacting to your hits and, and blocking you. Like, you're just hitting them. So, like, it is, it is a very different, but still, it is a unique 
combat system that I fell absolutely in love with. And I want more games to, like, take that into account. Like, it might be a little bit more, but I haven't played played it. It might be a little more akin to, like, Sekiro. Um, but it's nothing, nothing like anything Bloodborne and Prior, or Demon's Souls and Prior. Well, I mean, Demon's Souls was after, so you guys get what I'm saying. Yeah, and see, like, I fall off of all of the From Software games almost immediately. Anytime I've tried them, like, I just, I don't like them. Um, they're not for me. But, like, I really liked Fallen Order. Um, and, but, like, some of the combat was incredibly hard for me because I just don't play games where you're, where, like, the idea is to, like, like, strike and then, and then get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. So, like, the Stormtroopers were very easy 99% of the time. Um, but, like, anything larger than that, tended to just fuck with me. The hardest part about the game were, like, the little monsters. The little monsters... Oh, some of those sucked, yeah. And what I... I can't remember the actual name of these creatures, but I'm calling them, um, baby rancors. They were on Dathomir, and they, like... I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they kind of look like rancors, but they're human size, or maybe a little bit taller than a human, not as tall as a regular rancor. Those were, like, the hardest enemy. One of them took six of my eight healing um stims to fight at one and like they they were tough because they're more reactionary to a dodge and less to a parry because you can still parry them but like their hits are so hard that he's still going to send you flying and whatnot and like he attacks so fast that was the issue they attack so fast it was that and the um on dathomir when you're fighting the four zombies uh they were a little bit of a pain because like they're they're actually programmed well to like not be very reactive because they're zombies. So you just keep hitting them, and they're just gonna keep moving through your hits. In a real true Star Wars world, you slice a zombie in half, they're gonna fall apart and just not be able to attack you anymore. No, they they're all covered in Beskar. Probably, probably. That's that that's the that's the answer. Anytime you can't just defeat an enemy with one lightsaber blow, yeah, they're wearing Beskar. Um, but yeah, it's I'm I'm. I'm I was blown away by it. I was like such an awe with it. And then the whole end sequence when Vader shows up and everything was just so cool because they actually have you quote fight him initially. And like you you tr- have to try to go and attack him and they don't give him a health bar and you as a player know there's no way I'm going to fucking win this. Yeah. But I have to cuz he just killed my friend. And then, that like, whole final section was really good. Yeah, the whole like uh, being on um uh, uh the the Palace Inquisitus, like that whole planet and being uh, within the Palace Inquisitus, it was just it was such a good sequence. It made you feel like a an actual fucking Jedi at some points. Like I was like, man, I am badass. I'm there. There were enemies that I'm like, taking out in one hit and knocking them away and doing flips and this and that. Like this is what a Jedi game should feel like. And not basically any of the other Jedi games that's ever been released. Maybe the yeah. Old Republic games, like the Knights of the Old Republic one and two, but none of these. And just circle back, I looked it up. Um, Ilum, which was Starkiller Base, um, was the same planet as the game. Um, so like that is where you go for, for the crystals. It is yeah. also, um, it was in the Clone Wars, um, as like the planet that the Jedi took the younglings to to get their kyber crystals yeah that, and they explain that in um in the game as well it's like this is like yoda would bring the the younglings to come and like get their crystals like you don't pick a crystal a crystal picks you yeah like it, 
it it's been around a bunch. Yeah. Um and it's uh what was the other thing I saw? It was in some it was mentioned and stuff like that in the High Republic stuff set like before all of this. And according to Wikipedia, um it was also where the Death Star's kyber crystal came from for the the planet destroying laser. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that, would, that that would make sense. Like it, it is, if that's the only place that the Jedi know where to get kyber crystals from, it would make sense that. Man, I miss pre Disney canon where like anything could be used for a fucking lightsaber. Like I don't know if you guys remember, but if you play like like um, what's the fucking game you just said? Knights of the Old Republic. Republic. Yeah, you can um, find... like literally. Yeah, you find anything shiny, and it can be a fucking um, yeah, a, a thing for your lightsaber. So I gotta ask you. I don't know if you remember. What was your final lightsaber? Call? I don't remember. Yes. So it, this is a cool thing that they did. Is at the end or near the end when you're in a island before you go back to Dathomir and you have to go get your new lightsaber crystal because you broke your lightsaber. You you find one and it breaks into two pieces, and then like. He finally gets his will back to be a, a, a Jedi and use the Force and everything, like, after being in despair. And, like, it lets you choose the color that this crystal would be. And the entire game, I was running around with a fucking, like, orange lightsaber because it was the best color that they had available. Um, and then I'm going through, and there was a pink lightsaber. And I'm like, that's it. I've never seen a pink lightsaber before. I'm doing fucking that. And it matched my poncho, so it was even better. So I forget. Once you did that part, were you able to still just freely change the color? I don't know. I didn't try because I didn't. I, I'm assuming you probably could have, but I didn't want to lose. And I'm assuming I had the pink available to me if I wanted to go back to it. But I didn't want to lose the pink because I thought it was really cool. So, so I don't know. Well, anything else you want to say about Fallen Order before we move on? Um, If you haven't played Fallen Order and you have PlayStation Plus... No, that was, it was, that, was that this month or was it last, no, that was last month. Never mind. If you haven't played Fallen Order, you should play Fallen Order, because it's really good. I guess, it, to me... It goes on sale a lot. Huh? It goes on sale a lot. Yeah. And again, like, I can't, I can't stress enough, the best Star Wars store in a long time. Like, I love, I, I, I didn't have hate or disdain for the sequel trilogy. I didn't, I didn't hate Force Awakens, I didn't hate... Uh, um, what was the second one? Exactly. Um, yeah, it was well, the last Jedi. The last Jedi, and, and and I I really enjoyed Rise of Skywalker. I thought Rise of Skywalker was great. Um, but like even even with everything else that's been released, Star Wars based, like The Mandalorian, which uh, hot take, The Mandalorian's really great, but I'm I don't agree that it quote saved Star Wars, um, uh, which a lot of people say The Mandalorian saved Star Wars. I don't agree with that. I think it's really good, but there's a bunch of other good things out there that that did good for Star Wars, like Jedi Fallen Order, which came out before Mandalorian. So it is a, an amazing Star Wars story. I agree. I agree. Uh, what is next on this thing? Oh, so, I played. I played how, Nintendo Switch Online stuff. How is playing N64 games on your giant TV or on your Switch? I don't know how you. I almost never play docked. Um. It is more of a hassle um, than it is worth. Um, the only N64 game specifically I tried was GoldenEye, and it is fucking horrendous. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the default, or not even the default, the control options available to you make zero sense. Um, like, it's not even how you would have controlled the game with an N64 controller. Yeah. Um, 
like the movement by default is on the right stick. So you move backwards and forwards with the right stick. That's weird. Yeah. Why? Uh, d- it's it's awful. And from what I can see, like a lot of people think it's awful. Like it it wasn't just a me problem. Um, they they put zero effort into this one. Um, whereas like the thing they're charging forty bucks for the Metroid Prime Remaster, um, just natively it just defaults you to modern FPS controls. Mm-hmm. Um, which like has been a thing for like people that emulate it for for a while but for nintendo it's like oh like you you guys did the work like you have to try to put the gamecube controls back onto that game um for for goldeneye from from what i've seen and i i I wasn't interested enough to even do this if you go into the system settings and you just completely redo your controller and then go into goldeneye you can make it playable but then you have to remember to go back into your system settings and reset your controls when you're done. Yeah. Um, and apparently, like, the... Again, from what I, I've gathered from, like, reading up on things, this is not an issue on the Xbox 360 version of GoldenEye. So, like, if you download it on Game Pass, that one plays fairly normal. Mm-hmm. It's just the NSO version. But GoldenEye aside, um, I dipped into some of the other n- new stuff, like the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance stuff. Um, those games all play really well on the Switch. Um, like not surprisingly, like they they require very little resource wise. Mm-hmm. But even um turning on the Game Boy Color overlay for all of like the original Game Boy games, they look really good, and it they look better than just putting a Game Boy game into a Game Boy Color. Because mm-hmm. like that didn't really color things; it just made it look less green or black and white. Yeah, this actually makes things look colorful and nice. So I played a bunch of um. Super Mario Land 2, The Six Golden Coins. Um, I dipped into um, Zelda um, Link's Awakening a little bit, because I haven't played the Game Boy version of that in a long time. Um, and I played some WarioWare. And what was the other GBA game? I feel like there was one other GBA game, and now I'm drawing a blank on it. Played a bunch of WarioWare, because that game is fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, also played a little Echo the Dolphin on the Sega Genesis, and some Sonic 2. Why? Why do they only have Sonic 2 on there? Good questions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? I'm. I'm well, hoping... they also have Bean Bean Machine and um, like Spin Sonic Spinball. But still, but yeah, yeah they I... don't have Sonic One or Three, just two. I'm hoping at least when it comes to Sonic Three, which I doubt we're going going to get them in any near future because of the Sonic Collection that came out recently. But I'm hoping that like if they do do Sonic Three and it comes as like Sonic Three and Knuckles combo type thing. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I don't know why they went with Sonic 2, probably because that might have been, like, the least played Sonic, um, and I don't, I don't know, I can't even make up a reason. I've never looked it up. There might be rights issues or something like that, but there's no, no, no answer, really. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's, that is unfortunately how Nintendo rolls. <laughs> um, but I'm, I am really glad that they added the Game Boy stuff, I will say. I, I did not care all that much for the N64, the, the Genesis bit being on there, um, but the the Game Boy Advance and Game Boy stuff, I'm just like, okay, no, like like these are actual things that that I would like to go back and play. Um, I'm I'm planning on on dipping in the Minish Cap because that was one of those games I never actually played on the GBA, mm-hmm. um, but I've heard like it's a very good Zelda game. Yeah, I think I remember my brother having had played it a while back, um, and he he loved it. Uh... But I can't really say for sure. This is a long time ago. Yeah, I mean that game's like twenty years old. Oh, um, Super Mario Advanced Four or th- whatever the the Super Mario Brothers Three on GBA. That's the other GBA game I've been playing. Mm-hmm. 
and like you know what like it plays fine um i'm not sure why they put that on there when they already have it on the the uh, nest version yeah uh, I, apparently they, there's some, like, extra stuff they added to it, but, like... Aren't there, like, extra levels or something like that, didn't they say? Yeah, there's yeah. the e-reader card levels. But I just feel like, make that a later game when you're running out of stuff. Don't make it, like, one of the, the original titles when you already have that on one of the other... Th- and I guess if this was a Game Boy game and it was just part of the base package, it'd be like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, one more way to play Mario 3 the not best Mario game, because it's not Mario World. Um, Fair. But it's on the GBA one, so it's the one that you do have to spend more money for. Why not give us, like, one more, like, top-tier game for that? Because, like, if you have that tier, you definitely have the NES tier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, just just a small complaint. But overall, like, I th- I think that GBA and Game Boy Package is super solid. Um, I still need to... I, I need to do Wario Land 3, because that game is very good. Um, it's been a long time since I played that. All those Wario Land games were surprisingly good. Like, they were better than they had any right to be. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It is worth downloading those, those emulators or whatever the fuck you want to call them on, uh, on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I wish I'd played them more. Um, I don't play them enough, especially since, like, I don't really, I, I've been playing most games on my PC, so, like, and I have so many games that I want to play. That it's like, it's hard for me to be like, alright, I'm just gonna do a retro day, cause I also am not 100% into retro games. Um, but I do love having them in my wheelhouse of things to play, so that like, if I wanna just go to like Wrecking Crew or some shit like that, like, I don't have a lot of the nostalgia for the games that they have available on Game Boy or GBA, cause I didn't have them as a kid. So like, those really didn't interest me, but like the Sega, the Genesis games, like playing Sonic and whatnot, I'm all for Altered Beast. Altered Beast. Um and like Don't 60- sound excited for Altered Beast. What are you doing? Look, it's <laughs> it's it's a game you play for like thirty seconds and you go Altered Beast and then you play and that's it. And like there's nothing wrong with that. Um He didn't even say the thing that they say at the beginning which would be the reason you play that game. What do they say at the beginning? Cobb. Honestly, I don't remember. It's been so long. Rise from your grave. Right. The, I mean, the last time I saw anything about that game was when Giant Bomb did the, um... This is the run? Yes, thank you. I was drawing a blank on the name of that, too. I just, I saw it on there as I was scrolling through the games. I'm like, oh, there's a game I will probably never launch. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. It's <laughs> and a bad just game. kept going. But, they, I mean, they have, like, Streets of Rage on there. Um, it's the Wily Wars, too. which you're going to talk about. And yes. Yeah. Which actually, Drew, like, like how has the Wily Wars been? Uh cool honestly um i really like how it looks because I, I never played whatever there's is there a base Mega Man game on like the snes it's like no six? um no? i think six was Mega, Mega Man, Man 6 Mega... may have been on snes but i think it was also on nes like it, i think it was no, one of those it was, it was definitely just on snes no Mega Man 6 was still just nintendo or then seven and seven it was just on SNES. Oh, did I thought um, Mega Man Seven jumped? Oh yeah, no, you're right. Okay. For some reason, I thought um, Mega Man Seven was the one where they jumped to PlayStation. No, it was eight. So yeah, okay. One one through six were NES, um, and then seven was SNES, and then eight was, was PlayStation. Yeah, nine, so, like, nine was Wii, ten was, and eleven was everything at the time. Like I never played Mega Man Seven to have seen like a 16-bit Mega Man. 
but even like seven looks way different than like what they did with Wily Wars. And I don't know, like you know, they changed just enough of like stuff with the backgrounds or like Woodman is actually a little bit bigger in Mega Man Two than uh than Mega Man is or any of the other like robot masters. Uh, you know, a little bit of difference uh, in the colors on Flashman. He looked real cool. Um, so I didn't realize it. So they made it 16 bit. Yeah, it, it's a fucking Genesis game. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, no, yeah, like art's all updated, the music is all updated, and really cool. Although it was, I've definitely played the most Mega Man Two out of those three games. So hearing like redone Mega Man Two music was really weird. Uh, but because it sounds like Sega Genesis music, and it's like this is not right. <laughs> Uh, but that, you know, it was less off-putting for Mega Man 3 and Mega Man 1, because I've barely played either of those games. Well, I've barely played Mega Man 1, I've played a fair amount of Mega Man 3, but, uh, I have now beat all three of the games, and started the Wily Tower thing a little bit. Uh, fucking Mega Man 2 was ridiculously hard. (laughs) Really? So, it's on the difficult setting. Or, you know, the Japanese difficulty. And shit is so hard to kill, you take so much fucking damage. Like, I never... I I cannot say I ever remember dying to the very final Wily boss. Like, the alien. Like, I died multiple times to the final alien. That's a bummer. That boss is stupid, because you have to use bubble. Yeah, you have to use bubble, and in difficult setting if you make contact with the alien it takes away like 85 percent of your health oh wow and you need almost a full bubble lead to well actually i figured out i was fucking that up a little bit and wasting bubbles and i should have only been doing one shot at a time but like yeah the amount of damage you take is ridiculous like you could if you hit the alien once like, you could not get hit by anything, a shot, or the alien again, even from full health. Did they change anything else major in there? Oh, uh, what do you mean? Like, I don't remember the alien being that difficult in, like, Mega Man 2 on... Excuse me, I have the hiccups all of a sudden on NES. Yeah, but he's, he's playing well, on a harder so, difficulty. Yeah, did you ever play on difficult mode on the NES version? I didn't know it. there was a difficult mode. Yeah, so that's the only one that has a difficulty select, because basically they Mario'd Mega Man in Japan. They made Mega Man 2 way harder than Mega Man 1 was. Oh. Like, Mario 2 is way harder than original Mario. Which, yes. Like, everything take So on difficult mode compared to the US Mega Man 2, everything, almost everything takes double the damage to, to, to kill, and does double the damage to you. Well, that's like dumb. literally everything. So, I'm like opposed to this weak things that would normally take like two hits to kill and maybe do two damage to you now take like four and do four damage to you if you hit the if they hit you. And like bosses were like kind of ridiculous with the damage sometimes, but otherwise, you know, like the patterns and whatnot are all the same and actual layouts of the stage are the same the backgrounds and the artwork are a little bit different but the game is the same but then Mega Man 1 and 3 are what you would remember 
and like almost ridiculously easy. Like I played Mega Man 2 first cuz it's Mega Man 2, it's the best. And then when I went and played 3 and then 1, I was like, "Oh, these games are like way fucking easier." Cuz well, <laughs> it, it, the, the game is 1, 2 and 3, right? Yeah. Yeah, so of that collection, yeah, definitely in my opinion. Mega Man 2 is the best. That's the end of the sentence. Have you played anything beyond Mega Man 3? Yes. What? I've played 4, 5, 9, 10. 4, 5, 9, and 10. So you haven't, sure. played, you haven't played 11, which I believe to be one of the better... Probably. I, the I, have, heard, I have heard good things about 11. It's yeah. not Mega Man 2. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I mean you, can't, you can't just sit there and be like, if it's not it, I don't care. Because it's a really good game. You should check it out. I, I mean, it, you know, two, two is the best, though. But I mean, is it? It is. Yes. I would only, I would only hear arguments for three to to be best. But I, pre- I prefer two, and that's it's objective, like or subjective. I'm sorry. Uh, in in that collection between one, two, and three, I I agree that two is the best of those. Uh, three, I had the most nostalgia for because I played that. I had that when I was a Mega Man. But uh, again, it's to me I, like Mega Man One was probably the worst Mega Man yeah. game. And the rest of them, Mega Man 2 through se- 7, 8, 7, 2 through 6, were all just like cookie cutter Mega Man, kind of the same, except one. I think one of them was more default than the others, and he did not like it. I can't remember. I I'm think sorry, though. Was like Mega we Man can't actually accept your Mega Man ranking until you have completed all the Mega Man X games. Nope. Nope. Because you guys <laughs> haven't completed all of the Mega Man games, so I am I am the most qualified to talk about this in in, in, in that sense. I think the only one I've never actually played is Eleven. Eleven is really really good. I I, I own it. It's it's you should you should play it. It's really good. And like you were, I worried that like the time mechanic might be a little like. Yeah, they might rely on it too much or whatever, but, like, you don't really have to use it, and the time mechanic is actually uh, what they do. It, like, the only ones I don't think I've ever... Pl- I don't think I've ever played 7 and 8. I've there's definitely no you, played 4 and 5. There's no way you never played 8. I'm sure you came over our house at some point or another and uh, played 8. Okay, I mean, fair, but not, like, enough to, like, really... I, I, I don't think I ever owned it. Let's me, put it me. that way. I play me and Eric, and and I think more specifically Eric. But me and Eric played Mega Man Eight and Mega Man X Four so many times that like we were kind of speedrun capable back then. So like, I mean, you might not have played it, but we probably beat it in your presence. Yeah, probably. I wouldn't be surprised. But but yeah, no, like it's cool, and I'm messing with the Wily Tower stuff now. Like I did the first. It's three bosses and then, like, a wily castle, apparently. So I did the first two bosses. It is fucking wild seeing enemies from all Mega Man 1, 2, and 3 in one level. That does sound kind of wild. And, like, it's cool. So you get to pick a loadout, basically, of eight of the Robot Master weapons and three of the items. So... There's the magnet beam from Mega Man 1, then items 1, 2, and 3 from Mega Man 2, and Rush Coil, Rush Jet, and Rush Marine. So you get to pick any three of those, and then any eight Robot Master weapons to go into each level. That's ha- that is actually kind of cool. And it's like, it's also funny, because in the, in the select screen, when you're 
selecting your loadout, the crash bombs are abbreviated CR, but then when you pull up the menu for the the weapons, it was abbreviated CL for Clash Man in the Japanese. No, tell them to go home. They're, they're drunk, they need to go home. I mean, yes, but it was funny that it was like, why did this change from the one screen to the other? Like, I don't know. And, and like, it also actually has, like, the little... Um, in the in-game menu has little, like, symbol of, like, the weapon, kind of like some of the later Mega Mans had, along with the abbreviation. So, like, it had, like, a little tornado for Airman and, like, the cra- crash bomb or whatever. But it's... I think that's kind of the coolest thing of that collection so far, is, like, seeing these levels they made that have all it's random enemies... Well, different enemies from different Mega Man games all on the same level, and you can be jumping from Mega Man 1 to Mega Man 3 weapon all at the same time. It's kind of cool. That is, that is actually kind of neat. Uh, My only complaint so far has been playing it on a Switch Lite. That fucking controller sucks shit after a little bit. Is, it just, is the Switch Lite actually smaller? I forget. Yeah. yeah well, I, I mean, form factor, it's smaller. But, like, are the Joy-Cons and stuff also smaller? Um, I don't, I think, I, I would have to grab Sarah's Switch and, like, actually look. I mean, at least it does have an actual D-pad, so that's a positive. But just the layout with where the right analog stick is and then the buttons, like, uncomfortable. Yeah, I get that. Um, I also, the, the like, triangle, or not, the diamond shape, I mean, um layout for the face buttons on old games just don't, doesn't feel great to me. Yeah, no. Um like I I make do a lot of times but like playing like Mario games on like the the um Super Nintendo or Nintendo thing, like you have to hold like different buttons to really like for it to feel right to like run and jump at the same time. Mhm. But anything else you want to say about Wily Wars? Uh I'd say you guys should definitely check it out like it's just on there. Like I never had played it before. It was a thing that I don't even know how many copies ever really came out in the U.S. So it's cool to actually be able to play that. Yeah, like I've always seen it, but never really like thought about it as being different. You should like really load it up and especially just listen to it. It's so weird to hear that game sound like a Genesis game. Yeah, I might have to check it out. Maybe maybe tonight once we wrap up, if um if Rich will stop talking, Jesus man. Yeah. What? <laughs> good Th- that that was good mm-hmm. proud of you um <laughs> anyway uh moving right along have are you guys familiar with the movie megan no uh yes i i am but i haven't seen uh megan one or two yet so i am not gonna <laughs> see megan well um what was that movie with what's her face wasn't that um fuck there was another movie drawing a blank now oh well um so this is like a it's it's James Wan, the guy who does like the um the Conjuring and Saw movies, mm-hmm. and Fast and Furious Seven. Um, he wrote the screenplay. It's like a Bloomhouse film. Um, it is what I'm assuming is supposed to be like near future. Like everything's pretty much the same, but their technology's nicer. So in this world, they have like these high tech Furbies. They look just like a shitty Furby, only they've got super advanced AI. So like they all have like unique personalities and actually respond to you and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this movie, this, the, the, one of the main characters, she works at the company that makes them. And she also on the side has developed this like breakthrough AI that looks like an actual child. 
So they, they like build it a robot body and the robot body looks like a between nine and 11 year old girl. Um, and she's called Megan because it, it's, it's an acronym. Like it stands for something. Um, it's like third generation something, something. Um, and the woman who, who helps design it is also the guardian of her nine year old niece who lost her parents in a horrific car accident that she was also in. So like this little girl just like had nothing left and was just like super depressed and miserable. So the, the aunt like introduces her to this, this AI and the little girl gets super attached to the AI. Um, to the point where th- there is a scene in this movie where this little girl is straight up, um, exhibiting like heroin withdrawal symptoms. Like she's trying to like rationalize with her aunt that she just needs to see her for a minute. She mm-hmm. just needs to make sure she's okay. Um, but at a certain point in the movie, a, a thing happens and as you will in like a, a horror movie like this, um, the AI goes a little crazy and just starts fucking murdering people. Um, and it's like, it's not that she's especially strong, but she is strong enough because she is all just like metal and hydraulics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so like at one point she takes, uh, you guys remember like the big paper cutters in school where it was like a, like a fucking guillotine sort of deal? Uh huh. She, she, she faculties somebody? Yeah. Like she just rips that thing off and like chases a man through like an office building before killing him with it. Didn't they do um, that in the, I think they did that in the faculty. I think it was the faculty. There, it was one of those movies. Like they, def- I do remember that. Um, she kills a woman with a power washer, mm-hmm. which, like, that was the most bullshit kill because she hits this woman who is like a heavy set woman with just a blast from a power washer, and it literally knocks this lady against the wall. <laughs> and I'm like, no, like it would hurt. I- it would a hundred percent like shred skin. It is not knocking her fifteen feet and off the ground. Um, but then she just like the woman's on the ground. She she nails her hands to some wood so she can't get up and then proceeds to like power wash her face to death. Jesus. Yeah. They don't show all of that, but like they they show enough of it that you know that's what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um she also rips a child's ear off hmm. and then throws him in front of a moving vehicle. So like it 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 goes some places. Um it it balanced a good amount of like the over the top like slasher horror stuff with some really good like comedic timing and things too. Um because, like, good horror movies now have, like, they they walk a, a line between, like, comedy and horror anymore. Like, you very rarely get one, like, like the original the original um, Conjuring was, like, a legitimately creepy movie and had very little levity to it. Um, but I feel like any other kind of, like, one of these that works, it has to have some levity. The, there's a reason that they are still making successful Scream movies almost 30 years later, because those movies lean into comedy just as much as the slasher horror stuff and without that like they just no one wants to just watch people being fucking murdered for two hours um but th- this was an interesting one though um it's still in theaters right now but um it's one of those like it released early for rental and we'd wanted to see it since we saw the previews so we, we just did the early rental for it definitely worth it and they are apparently making a sequel yeah, that's it's. I've seen like trailers and stuff. I know my mom wants to see it. She she. I didn't know she was really into horror, but apparently she's really into horror. Um, don't 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 what? don't let her. Don't let her. Don't let my mom see this movie. Yeah. Why? So spo- like actual legitimate spoiler for Megan because this is like a a big deal. Um, they kill a dog in this movie. Man, now I'm not seeing the movie. I'm I'm gonna. So I'm, I'm not seeing the movie. Yeah. So 
I will say this. They do not show it happen at all. It is 100% just like it is implied and then straight out told that it happened. Um, but they they never show any harm to the dog. Yeah, I mean, it's... Look, if she wants to watch it, she wants to watch it. I'm not going to tell her not to watch it. Um, the only movie I've ever told her not to watch was Morbius. Um, Why? That was such a good movie. She didn't understand it's Morbin time, and so I just told her, you're not going to get it. And not. No, like I said, that movie, it should have been a romantic comedy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like me, my mom wants to, wanted to see it, and I was actually interested in it too. Like I've, I've read, I've seen trailers and things for it. I'm like, this, this is very, this is an interesting concept, kind of like a reverse Pinocchio, but also kind of in line to what they did with uh, Child's Play a few years back. And like this, this is a neat concept. It is actually very similar to the the more recent Child's Play, or even um. Do either of you remember the Simpsons episode where the Krusty doll went crazy and it was just turned from like happy to homicidal? Yes, uh-huh. yes. Um, it's almost one of those two, mm-hmm. and like they do, it is a predictable movie. Um, I w- I will say that. Like I had fun with it, but like near the end of the movie, when like when when Megan started murdering everything, I looked over at Erica. I'm like. They're going to fucking kill her with this thing that they showed at the very beginning of the movie because it was a fucking Chekhov's gun, and it was very obvious that's what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there were there were a few things like that where like it, you weren't like on the edge of your seat wondering what was going to happen. Um, you weren't even wondering like who was going to survive it. It was just more like how like how were they going to get to the end? Like, <laughs> um, but it definitely had that feeling of they showed they they showed Megan being like a normal the the thing they wanted it to be which was going to be this like several thousand dollar like child's toy slash parental aid mm-hmm. um and then a thing happened um her basically her safety measures get destroyed and no one knows it yeah until she starts murdering people <laughs> but it it was fun i enjoyed it it is worth watching um speaking of worth worth watching is uh is yes. ant-man of the watch watch yeah. worth watching yes yes don't listen to the reviews. The reviews are fucking bullshit. Like, I haven't... I've been wanting to try to read the reviews and try to understand why it's, what, like 60% on Rotten Tomatoes or some shit right now. It This movie's fucking great, man. I th- Honestly, I think it's... it's A lot of it is just, like, burnout of these movies because they're all the fucking same anymore. But, like, I've, I've read a few things and, uh, like, I haven't read fully, but, like, some of it is complaining about the CG and whatnot. And I'm like... The CG in this was better than fucking Wakanda. Like, it was better than Black Panther. The CG in this was better than pretty much any other Marvel movie. I think it helped that, like, the movie was set in a place where, like, it had to all be CG. Yeah. Versus, like, all the other ones where it's set in, like, the normal world and there's just a bunch of yeah. fake things. Uh, so, um, I'm, I'm guessing you didn't watch it. You didn't get to No, see like, it. I... I am over going and having bad times at movie theaters, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just waiting for it to be available to rent or stream. Yeah. I, it was, it was great. It's so worth watching. It's so worth seeing. It was, it has heart. It has, like, the, the, the cast fucking puts it down, man. It puts it together, not puts it down. Puts it together. Like, the cast is amazing. You, you have all of the normal cast with, with all of the Ant-Man cast. You have, um, the, the girl who plays Cassie now, um, and then, like, just everyone you see in the Quantum Realm, and it's just, it is such a good story. It, 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 it's, it, 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 like, really helps you fill in 
like the time between uh Endgame and now with what Ant-Man's been doing and how he's been feeling and like it actually shows you like like he's like it, yeah I I can't really say much without spoiling it because I I feel like a lot of what happens like you need to go in blind in order to like get a full good experience for it. You need to go in blind to the movie. Like you don't actually really need to know a lot of stuff that's happened in the past. You need to know that the quantum realm exists. You need to know about the blip. But like here's a, here's something you don't need to know about. You don't need to know anything about Loki. You don't need to know about the TVA. But if you know about the TVA, you catch a reference here or there potentially. That's really it. Well, that's actually pretty cool. Um like you don't need to have seen everything to know everything. And I think I think this no, this isn't the last film of the phase because we still have Captain Marvel which got um, pushed back. Which got pushed back, but it only got pushed back to like it was supposed to be it's supposed to come out 2 months from now. It got pushed back to like August or September or something like that, like because they didn't have an end of the year movie because it was supposed to be a Star Wars year, but Star Wars isn't coming out. Oh, this is the first movie of the phase. Is it the first? Oh, then the last was the last uh what was the the last one was Jedi or not not Jedi. Uh, yeah, the last one was Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I I just said Star Wars and so I was still trying to think of Star Wars. But the last um, one Yeah, was I think Wakanda. it was Wakanda forever. Yeah, so phase 4 was Black Widow, mm-hmm. Shang-Chi, Eternals, No Way Home, Doctor Strange, Love and Thunder and Black Panther. And then phase 5 is Quantumania, Guardians 3 in May, the Marvels in November, um, Captain America, New World Order in May of 2024, mm-hmm. um, Thunderbolts in July of 2024, and Blade in September 2024. Plus, whatever series they have coming out, um, we'll, we'll be getting a Loki series and whatnot. I think they've announced that. Um, so we got Secret Invasion first, um, which that's supposed to be early 2023. I feel like that's probably getting pushed. Um, Loki is coming later this year. We have What If Season 2, Ironheart, Echo, Agatha next year, probably, and Daredevil next year. Yeah, so, like, like we have a lot coming out, and I understand, like, like, um, like, some, some, uh, 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 what's the word? Uh, shit. I can't remember what the word is. Uh, just, I, I understand, like, being run down from these and just being, like, uh, there's too much of it, but, like... Fatigue. Fatigue, that's it. I, I understand being fatigued from these, but this, like... This movie was, or at least felt, entirely different than any of the other Marvel movies. Like, they, they are trying, they are, and we, we saw it with Wakanda Forever, um, and the story that they tried to tell with that movie, the, the three fucking stories they tried to tell with that movie. And we see it with this, with, with Ant-Man Quantumania. Like, they are, aren't just trying to be superhero stories but they are still trying to involve like the superhero action flick and everything like that um i don't think wakanda forever really filled that like the the need of all the like the completely did all three stories properly i felt i feel like they needed two movies to do what they did but with this one with what they the story they were trying to tell on top of like 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 the b the b stories that are in this are just as good as the main A story. And like, they're not like, they're, they, they are like right there and they explain to you everything and they show you about these characters. And like, I just, I cannot see anything wrong ab- about this movie. Like, obviously there's going to be some flaws here or there, but like, I, to me, I don't think it's deserving of such a low score as it's getting in, in the, in the 
public review in the uh reviewer reviews in the in the in the publication i don't know what it's doing with the um with the general fan reviews i haven't looked at rotten tomatoes since the day it came out or since the day i saw it but it's just like i don't understand why people are talking so poorly on this. especially when it comes to cg because i think CG and and the set pieces and everything that set up was so good and it was so even like the humor the humor was great and it wasn't like over the top like Thor was and it was and it wasn't like kind of non-existent like in Black Panther it was very much in the middle of the road the perfect timing of every and the perfect place for everything because you know what and having not seen it like I I I obviously can't like say this for sure. I feel like Paul Rudd is one of the last people they have left that is legitimately just a charming person. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, Chris... I like Chris, Chris Hemsworth, but, like, his Thor portrayal is just a little too over the top now. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just... That's the writing but, and directing of those yeah, movies. Yeah, it's directing from Taika, which I'm not saying I don't like Taika's directing. I loved Ragnarok. I loved Love and Thunder. But I understand, like, all right, maybe it is a little over the top. I don't think it was too far to make it a bad movie but i do think they could cut it back yeah but like you figure we don't have robert downey jr we don't have chris evans uh we don't have chadwick boseman like mm-hmm. um uh paul rudd is like the last like just super charming guy that can pull off the really just overdone humor in the marvel movies yeah because like that humor is not fun anymore like like the the witty banter and 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 sarcasm was great in 2012 but now it's just been it's been over a decade of the same jokes basically or the same joke type i should say yeah um but it like it all still works like he delivers it and every and the direction and the directing all delivers all of the humor as well as all the seriousness like perfectly there was even like as we were getting ready to talk about this i was thinking like you know what would have been great if they did this at this point just kind of trying to like bring like like fill in like kind of what he was trying to go what it felt like that he was trying to go for at this point but then i realized like no if they did that the humor would have been too much and it would have gone above where it should have and and so like i'm glad they didn't do that but i'm glad they did what they did with some of the some of the stuff in the movie and like i i just i i loved it i loved it so much if if this is what phase five is gonna be i am excited because uh, phase four to me was the worst phase so far it it has had, in my opinion, some of the worst Marvel movies, but it has also had some of, uh, like, a few of the better Marvel movies as well. But, like, overall, it was very good or bad. It wasn't middling in Phase 5, or Phase yeah, I think phase 4. The only two Phase 5 movies that I'm not sure about are probably Thunderbolts and Blade. Blade mm-hmm. mostly because it's kind of been in a bit of a development hell, and yeah. that doesn't always bode well. I- and Thunderbolts because it just... It's a group of villains that all kind of sucked. I also, <laughs> yeah, I also didn't realize Thunderbolts was a movie. I thought it was going to be a series. No, like the only thing Thunderbolts has going for it is um, Harrison Ford. Well, no, like it, they have some good characters in it. Actually, I, I forgot he was going to be Ross, but the only so um, Sebastian Stan being back as Bucky and probably John Walker. Mm-hmm. All of the other villains, like um, Yelena. Actually, I'm sorry, I forgot Yelena is in this too. So Yelena, like y- Yelena's in it. Um. Uh. Uh. What's his name? Uh. Her dad's in it. Yeah. David Harbor, which like his character was completely fine. Yeah. Like the, 
But then you have like Taskmaster, which like that was not a good use of Taskmaster no. Master in Black Widow. I didn't dislike the character in the movie, like it served its purpose, but like not interesting enough to be no, on the it... Thunderbolts. And then um Ghost from Ant Man and the Wasp, which also another one where it's like, Yeah, no, this character is completely forgettable, should not be on the Thunderbolts, I... but you murder all your fucking villains every time you end a yeah. movie, so you've got no one fucking left. Yeah, and and it's like that like when it comes especially when it comes to like Taskmaster. Taskmaster had zero personality. Zero personality. Yeah, in, because in, she was basically an android. Widow. Yeah, so like you can't, you can't. I can't get excited to have Taskmaster in it. Like I, like I've said this in the past. I've said this on my Discord. They ruined Taskmaster. Like based on my experience of Taskmaster, which is only a handful of mediums that aren't the comics. I mean, Taskmaster is not like I don't. I dislike Taskmaster. I think they're kind of a shitty villain, but th- they just made the they made the villain kind of. Boring in yeah. Black Widow. Um, and then, like, Ghost... Ghost is a little bit... Ghost actually had a personality and actually was, like, a little bit of a better character than Taskmaster, but you're right. Like, you, you haven't really... You don't really have a connection with them because, like... I don't, I don't know, just... It didn't... I don't I haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp in, since before Endgame. Like, it's been a long time, and this character that you're bringing back that... Like no one really knows, and I don't even remember what happened to her. Is just like, all right, whatever. Like, if maybe if they were pulling in, say, I know they have the Echo show, but what if Echo was part of the, the this or or like characters that were in more stuff? Really, like Yelena being in it makes sense because she's been a more Yelena. prevalent Yelena. She's been a more prevalent character in Marvel. Like Ross being in it makes sense because the fucking Thunderbolt Ross. You need him. And now is Harrison Ford, uh, which is an interesting casting. I wonder if he's going to be Red Hulk or not. Um, Bucky, you need to have. But you're right. Like all of the other villains, but they've also had a lot of big villains. They haven't really had a lot of small villains in these Marvel films. Like the villains that you encounter in the Marvel films, the ones that die are, like, the ones that I don't think would necessarily be part of a Thunderbolts team. Because they're supposed to be the Marvel response to Suicide Squad, basically, right? Yeah, like, they, they are, like, the yeah. government-sanctioned, like, like villains, basically. Yeah. So, like, thinking back through a lot of the villains, a lot of the Earth villains, like, I, would, I wouldn't expect to have Obadiah Stand. I wouldn't expect to have uh, Whip, Whiplash, right? Or whatever his name was. Um, I mean, they... I'm not even going to get into trying to bring in uh, Iron Man 3 into that. But, like, um, even... You know, so Whiplash, had they not killed him, would have been an interesting villain for the Thunderbolts. But or, like, I'm sorry, not, like, like an interesting member for them, I should say. But, like, you know you know who I think would maybe be good to throw into this? Fucking the Vulture. One of the only, few only uh, Marvel villains that haven't been killed. But they're not going to yeah. get Michael Keaton into this. Like, I like trying to think. No, back that's, Sony owns him. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like thinking, trying to just, really just trying to think back to what heroes they've had in, or what villains they've had in some of these. Like they've they do a lot of like in in a sense god level threats for solo films that like you can't really do. Like obviously you're not going to have Dormammu be the fucking in the Thunderbolts. Dormammu's like a god. <laughs> so well, like why why you have to be that way? What? Why you have to exclude Dormammu from being on the Thunderbolts? What if he really wants to be on the Thunderbolts? He's he's a god. He could just like look at things and 
I, I don't really know what Dormammu does. He's the, the head of the Shadow Realm. Like, I don't know. I, I don't sounds know. like you sounds like you're being um specious to me. But like you you get what I'm saying. Like it, there, yes. there there are there aren't a lot of solo villains that they have pulled in to be a villain in a Marvel movie that is weak enough to be part of a team like this. Maybe Whiplash, but like they straight up killed him. But like yeah, it, I, I, they they need to that's why some of these hero stuff like might be better just as series so that you can you could do a Spider-Man series where like he's fighting uh Shocker and and Rhino and shit like that and then you can throw them in there or I don't know, I can't think of any other heroes. Hey, don't tell me what they can do. Why don't you just go do it? I can't do it. Maybe I'll go find the um uh the robot that that plans everything. Uh, uh, why don't you, why don't you switch up careers first? Yeah. I mean, you're going to start, have to start from the bottom. So you're going to be a gopher first, but you know, you get the, you get the ear of somebody important. You start slipping them some ideas. You work your way up. Maybe you become a gaffer. Mm -hmm. Um, eventually, eventually maybe you're like, uh, like a secondary, like lighting tech or something like that. And then someday if you try hard enough, maybe you'll, you'll be able to, you know, be, be an executive producer or something. Yeah. Maybe, but I mean, back to Ant-Man and the Wasp, I think it's a fantastic film um, that just, like, it was super fun. It really builds, based on, like, how things go in the ending and the credit scenes and everything else, it's really building up for this phase to booch, and, like, I am I am excited for it. I am, like, looking forward to what's next. Well, you've um, heard it here, the only positive review of Ant-Man and the Wasp. Probably. Probably. It's is... a 48 on Rotten Tomatoes now. Uh, but what about the the viewer? 84. 84. But v- viewer reviews do not matter. But I, th- I think in this context, like, it just shows the difference between people are enjoying it, critics are not. I, I, I mean, yes and no. Like, there's nothing to... I mean, Rotten Tomatoes has, like, a verified users review but who's to say any of the 25,000 people that went on there actually watched the thing no ex- that's, exactly. that's my problem with user reviews is you have no nothing to say they actually watched the thing i mean look but, you're not wrong but i'm just throwing out there that like what what a company is looking for is for the users to care um not the what marvel and disney are looking for at least like they're not trying to get awards out of this thing so they're happy if they're sitting at 84 user review versus the 48 critic review, whether we agree with the with either of them. Uh, I mean, I guess I don't know how much any of those companies give a shit about review user review scores. I think they probably care more than you than you would think. I don't think they put a whole lot of anything behind any of the reviews because they're just really looking at the fact that this movie made hundreds of millions of dollars this past weekend. Yeah, I think that's all they really care is how many dollars did it make? Especially with the Marvel movies. For, for sure, they really don't give a shit about the critic review. Like, yeah, because... Like, they're like, a oh, 48 on Rotten Tomatoes, whatever, who cares? It made $700 million. We're yeah. cool. Which, yeah, I mean, it, I'm, I'm, I, I can't remember where, but I, I read that it and I, it didn't really, like, break any records for Marvel, or didn't, like... Oh, it's it, nothing will ever again. Like, but, like, <laughs> it's, it's like, a box office uh, to uh, $283 million, right? Uh, but it, so it's over budget. The budget was two hundred million, or it's over production budget. It's not over advertising budget. But box office right now, 
it, it's almost made money. So, but like even even in the theater itself, like the it wasn't it wasn't full. I, I was also seeing I was also seeing a 3D uh, movie, but like there were a lot of open seats. I legitimately don't know that movies will ever sell out again. No, I mean, like I've been to a few like very full movies. In the very last full year. and the completely selling but, out are different. I, but That's the I'm, thing. So I don't I don't look around that, to see that. I'm saying that this wasn't even very full. This wasn't even near full. Like this was half the theater. I saw Wakanda. I saw Wakanda Forever in theaters, and it was full. It was probably near sold out. Like. Like, I've seen movies, especially Marvel movies, that were mostly full. Even, like, even Black Widow, but that was the first movie to back in theaters since the pandemic. Or the first Marvel movie back in theaters since the pandemic. Um, that, like, it was, it was near sold out. Wait, did Black Widow go to theaters? I thought I watched that on Disney+. Plus. They both. I think... yeah, they did both. Oh, okay. And, and uh, Scarlett Johansson was mad about that because she potentially lost because they released it on Disney Plus and theaters at the same time. Oh, right. Yeah, no, she definitely lost money because her contract was for, like, a percentage of, like, theater stuff. Yeah. And a, a bunch of studios were running into that stuff. Like, yeah. where, like, actors and, and directors and stuff like that were losing out on money that they were... Yeah, they basically took I, a smaller like paycheck up front because they were told they would make money on mm-hmm. like box office sales, and then they're just like, "Well, we're just going to release this movie basically for free." So, um, yeah, fuck off. Well, yeah, I mean, I almost even when Black Widow came out, I almost had an outdoor movie night, and I wanted to invite a bunch of people over and do a projector on the side of my wall, and like because it was still like not peak. It was like it was still mid pandemic and like people weren't going to want to like hang out in somebody's house and watch a movie that I was going to do an outdoor viewing um for it but I I I ended up getting Eric ended up having extra tickets or whatever but but like I've seen like even like Shang-Chi I saw Shang-Chi uh but like I also like Shang-Chi I saw it Friday night that it came out whereas this was Saturday afternoon the after it came out like like the the the, the opening weekend so like right there is there's a little bit of a here like leeway you give the number of people viewing a movie at the time that you see it but still like i was there there weren't as many people there as i was expecting but there's a lot of variables to it and they they're strongly pushing 3d which i'm generally not someone to really care for 3d but the 3d did add to it in this this instance like not a lot. It wasn't like you need to see it in three D, but like it was a nice added experience seeing. It. Which is funny because like that is never a thing that like hits me. Is like oh yeah, this this was actually a good movie in three D. Mm-hmm. No, it, like it. Yeah, it, it wasn't like like I said. You if you don't see it in three D, it's fine. It, it, it you're not gonna like it's not gonna lose anything. But like it, it like it, it a little like like if it, like point two. Like two percent better, like barely any better, but like two percent a little bit better, or not even better, but enjoyable. Like visually, it looked a little bit more stunning because you could better see the depth of everything um, that was going on. But I, the set pieces were great. The the design, people are just complaining. Most of the reviews I'm seeing are people are complaining because there's so much CG, and it's like, well, yeah, they're in a fake fucking world. What do you, what do you? There, there's a blob monster that talks. What do you want? 
What do you want? Yeah, that really is one of those, like, yeah, what the fuck did you expect? Like, I, I don't I don't understand what you're looking for, because, like, it's it's not... There, there's a lot of stuff that they can't do practical anymore. Or not can't do practical anymore, but, like, some of... Like, yeah, they they have basic sets set up, but, like, the CG and, and everything that they used for this looked very good. I don't think it was over, but... It it's definitely it's it's a go see movie. Like go go check it out. If you enjoy Marvel movies, like this might reinvigorate you into join into enjoying like like I said earlier when I, we were talking about like Star Wars, I was starting to lose hope in Star Wars until I saw um uh uh Rise of Skywalker and that like reinvigorated my love of Star Wars. Um and then Fallen Order just even pushed that even further. That like this might help with your fatigue of Marvel and fatigue of superhero movies. But you know what also might help for your fatigue of superhero movies? Just don't go see DC movies. That might help. I mean, like, DC are arguably worse, but, like, every, it seems like every other Marvel movie anymore is just not very good. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing. It's like, they're... That, that's, that, like I said with, with Phase 4, like... Actually, the last two Marvel movies I didn't like. I didn't like Love and Thunder, and I didn't like um, Wakanda Forever. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't. You didn't get to finish Wakanda Forever. Yeah, but it, it was such an uninteresting movie that I have no intention of going back and rewatching it. Yeah, and and like it's unfortunately like two hours in, it was that bad. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. They tried to do too much in that movie. Yeah, and and it's like I understand the stories they were trying to tell, but you tried to tell too much. Like you. you with you didn't, they didn't need to introduce a new character in uh, like Riri Williams in this movie. Like with everything else they had going on, with they didn't need to also include her. But you no, know, like yeah, it's like I said, the previous phase, there was no. It didn't seem like there was any middle of the road movies where it's like some liked it or like where it's like um iffy on it. It was either you really liked it or you really hated it. Um, whereas it seems like in this one. It's Marvel's going back to its roots of like the critics don't like it, but everyone else thinks it's a great movie. It's just the critics critics are just being overly critical on something. Like, but it's also yeah, they're, they're just worn out of the same tropes being used yeah. over and over again. And, and it's also like I've I've made this argument like a hundred a, a million times. It's a Marvel movie. Even when I say that I didn't like it, doesn't mean I thought it was a bad movie. It's still a good movie. It just wasn't my kind of movie. Like all of these movies are very good movies. They're just they're they they're just not your movie. They're not your character. And luckily, like unless it's a team up movie, you don't really have to watch it if you don't like that character. Yeah, that is true. Um, but anything else you want to say about Ant Man? No, that's it. I got a piece. So all right. Well, that is probably going to do it then for this week. Um, next week we have our next book club, which is uh, the 1988 anime classic Akira which in the U.S. at least you can watch the sub or dub version on Hulu. Um, and other than that, you can support us. Um, or I'm sorry, no. You can find more of our content at www.one-quest.com. And you can also support us at patreon.com slash onequest. If you can't support us there with your dollars, though, you can go to your favorite podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, a bunch of places. Rate us, review us, subscribe to us. It all helps. You can also find us on social media, Facebook.com slash onequestonline or at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can always send us an email to social at one-quest.com. Uh, but other than that, 
we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Oh, Rich, what's your streaming? Well, well. Yeah. You said you had to pee. You said you had to pee. I was rushing. Twitch.tv slash B underscore one. That's for video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, coming up on Thursday that this releases, the 23rd, I'm going to be playing some Apex Legends because I beat the game I was in the middle of playing, and I don't want to start the next game quite yet. And then on Sunday, um, I don't know what time because I, we're now deciding there's going to be a family dinner on Sunday, so I don't know when I'm going to be able to play, but I'll let you know on Discord. We're going to be starting probably Tales of Arise, but also Sons of the Forest comes out uh, in like two days, and I might get that and do that first. I don't know yet. I haven't figured it out. But most likely, one of those two on Sunday. Come hang out. It's going to be a blast. All right. And with that, we will be back next week with something else to talk about. Thanks for listening. Bye. See you. Bye.